0: You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your Otherworldly hosts, Kitty Fields and Alora Rain. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to be notified of future weekly episodes. Also, head over to our Patreon for exclusive content and bonus episodes, where you'll also find a fillable Book of Shadows notes page for today's episode. And now on to the show tell me your big three. In the witchy world, this phrase is used to inquire what someone's sun, moon, and rising signs are. Today, we deep dive into the first six moon signs. This is part two in a three-part series where we explore the moon signs overall, along with each individual moon sign meaning. Okay, so today we're going to dive into the good stuff, right?
1: Yeah, the part that everybody (laughs) wants to
0: hear, (laughs) yeah. Well, I really enjoyed the last one. I thought I learned some things, so.
1: Definitely, because it's not as surface, right, as everybody thinks. Agreed. Okay, so the good stuff, the juicy stuff.
0: The juicy stuff. So... Today we are gonna start with the first six moon signs. So, Alora, yeah. are you gonna start with Aries?
1: Yes, we're gonna go in order of the zodiac. Nice. Nice. All right. So we said in the intro to head on over if you're a patron to grab the fillable book of shadows page. It is genuinely really helpful if you're listening um, and wanting to take notes. So definitely grab that and uh, get a pen for sure, because you probably want to write some of this down. So Aries moon. So before we get into it, what just off the top of your head, Kitty, what do you think Aries moon people would be like?
0: I think Aries moon, since they have that, they they can be stubborn. They are fiery in nature usually oh, yeah. pretty outgoing, can be very comedic. I don't know. Those are just the main things that I know about Aries. But as mm. far as like emotional, definitely the stubborn side, but maybe maybe quick to anger. That's all I got. I know we we dove deep into what the moon sign means and there's a lot more to it, but I'm going to start there.
1: <laughs> okay. So, people with an Aries moon put a lot of stock in Their ability to express their emotions and creativity very authentically and openly. Mm. So it's something they have to have. Um, and when it's repressed, I would gather that it doesn't go well. Right. (laughs) Uh, Very independent, very self-motivated, definitely hot-tempered and impatient. Yep. At their worst. Mm But in the positive, they are definitely passionate activists and trailblazers. Oh, I could see that. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. So it's just like which direction they bend that passion towards, whether it's in the negative or the positive. Hmm. But either way, they have to get this fire inside them out or they spontaneously combust or burn out. Yeah, I could see that, too. And if you know an Aries or grew up with an Aries, you probably have a good idea that when they combust, it is explosive. But the good news is is that it's over quickly.
0: Yes, I have an Aries in my home. So, yeah. Mm. Not moon, though, but sun. But yeah.
1: Uh, These people also have a basic need for action and to be challenged, right? So they're uh, competitive Mm -hmm. and they become bored easily if their emotional world is too predictable Mm. or steady. Oh, okay. This is why, well, this is why they will sometimes start debates or arguments because they want entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. They want to shake things up. They want to make you think and be a little bit rebellious, right? It is the RAM, right? So they like to
0: shove their horns. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, dependence or relying on others in group settings is seen as a weakness or as offensive to fire this fire moon. Hmm. So they have a hard time, excuse me, they have a hard time asking for help or uh, letting people know that they're having a hard time. It's hard for them to come to terms with that.
0: Yes, I would agree with that.
1: Um, And when they are suffering, they actually prefer to, even though they're pretty outgoing, they prefer to handle their problems in solitude without input from the external world. Mm. I'm sure there's some
0: folks out there where this is like ringing some bells for sure.
1: (laughs) And we also talked about in our last episode, the fact that the moon represents childhood and the maternal figure. Right. So we're going to get a little bit into that. So Aries moons in childhood, it's highly likely that these particular moon sign people were forced or pushed by their maternal figures to become independent from a very early age, right? So you may see an Aries moon walk sooner than other kids or talk sooner or be hmm. doing things sooner. Yeah. They may also see their caregivers as independent Passionate, impatient, and highly highly volatile. Wow. But on the flip side, right, when Aries moon sign, people become parents or take on the role of a caregiver, they are super protective as parents and are basically the personification of the lioness protecting and teaching cubs. Okay. So- if you think about a lioness, right, very fierce, very protective of their cubs. Mm-hmm. However, they don't mind putting their cubs in danger so that yeah. they can and fend for themselves. True. So. Very cool. That's, well, what, I've, that's what I know about Aries moons. <laughs> I hope everyone
0: is uh, scribbling on their Book of Shadows notes page right now. If you have yeah, an Aries definitely. moon or if you are living with an Aries moon.
1: Yes. Well, so key Oh Well, I was going to say keywords here, passionate, independent, self-motivated, combustible. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say quick, quick to, quick to anger though, in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Let's Would move you- on.
0: I just wanted to say, it's kind of funny, though, when you think about like a ram and you said that they will sometimes cause arguments because they get bored. Mm hmm. Well, it's funny because you would think ram would need to be grounded. But at the same time, a ram does kind of at least the the males right thrive on chaos a little bit or like defending, you know, like fighting. Right. Um, Okay. so the next sign is going to be the Taurus moon. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be a good one.
1: I think the first thing that I want to talk about with the Taurus moon is that the moon is exalted in Taurus and what that means. So, when a planet is exalted in a particular sign, it means that that planet is capable of reaching its highest expression or potential. Mm-hmm. So, it really loves being in this particular sign. Yeah. Moon in Taurus has a very big love of comfort, pleasure, luxury, material goods. Mm -hmm. It's highly likely that Torian moons created the phrase retail therapy. Mm, That's a good therapy.
0: Uh, Isn't it though? (laughs) For me. (laughs) yeah. Sometimes it is.
1: Oh girl. Let me tell you, even when I'm broke, I will go to the, where whatever shop and I will just sit and browse and I don't even have to leave with anything. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And what what's funny about me is like, I will lit- I am famous for this. I will go into a shop. I will put a bunch of crap in my buggy. And then as I'm leaving, like as I'm going through the store and I'm heading towards the checkout, I might have two things by the time. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. I
0: do that all, the same all the time. Yeah. I end up dumping it all. I'm like, okay, I don't yeah, really need like, this. I don't need to spend this exactly, money on this. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm like, do I really need this? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waste my money.
0: <laughs> well, I do that online too. I don't know. Do you ever put anything in your oh, yeah. shopping bag time. or whatever online? And then you're like, hmm. then you just close out of the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. should see
1: my Amazon save later list. <laughs> I'm like, No, not right now. (laughs) So Taurian moons also struggle with change because they like being in their comfort zone. And this all comes down to the fact that this is where they feel the most safe and secure. Security to a Taurus moon is paramount. And security doesn't just mean financial security. We're talking about security in where they're living, security in their ability to own things, security in their relationships. I'll just say relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about multiple facets here. Mm -hmm. Because Taurus native house is the house of acquisition and value, Taurus moon people are often emotionally affected by personal objects. So this is where you kind of see that they can can become, this, this is not a hard and fast rule, but they can become attached to material possessions Mm -hmm. and be hoarders, essentially. Oh, don't be hoarding things, y'all. It's not hoarding if it's books, just saying.
0: There's a difference between collecting and hoarding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're on this episode, though, so. But there's another facet to this, too, in that when a Torian moon acquires something, it gives them a sense of, stability and control mm-hmm. emotionally mm-hmm. because even if their world is chaos they they still have the ability to control what they are acquiring for themselves right
0: i feel like some of those qualities bleed over into the taurian sun sign though too don't you think? they do yeah
1: oh yeah i mean definitely ownership is really important to taurus moons i know that sounds weird but For example, a Taurus moon would rather live at home and save their money to buy a house than go rent one. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, it doesn't just mean like house ownership. It also means, you know, ownership of anything. Does it mean that they
0: take ownership of, I guess what I'm talking about is like responsibilities, like ownership in that way as
1: well? Yes. Hmm, Okay. Yes, exactly. In the negative... Like, like I said before, they can become hoarders, but they also have a real fear of lack and scarcity. These are people, especially like if you're a Taurus moon who is involved in the occult, these are likely people that work a lot on their relationship with money and money magic and overcoming that fear of mm. scarcity. Interesting, But the funny part is, is that Taurian moons are also naturals at being able to draw resources to themselves and manifest whatever they want mm-hmm. and creating their solid foundation. Yeah. And that doesn't just mean, again, material goods. It also is about creating their sense of self worth and, you know, their ability to define their own value in the world. Very good. Uh, when these guys are suffering, They get involved in all the debauchery, (laughs) okay? Whether it's overeating, overspending, or just going overboard in general. Um, And also, these guys engage in creative pursuits like visual art, music, writing, because they work through their emotions through creative pursuits. Hmm. Now, maternal figures, (laughs) archetypical homemakers in the negative- Torian moon maternal figures may have been exceedingly stubborn and hard to deal with uh, when your point of view was different from theirs. They may view their mother figure as stable, steady, and secure, but conversely uh, they may view their caregiver or maternal figure as someone who put their own needs above their kids. Okay. But when they grow up and they become parents or take on a parental role, uh, they're definitely devoted to their kids and they have a really like romantic air about them when dealing with children, very warm, very comforting presence. Oh, how lovely. It's like June
0: Claver. <laughs> mm. Okay. Good old June. I wonder if she has had a Taurus moon. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. Okay. We're on our third. Yes. Which is the Gemini moon sign? The the twins. Mm -hmm.
1: Gemini, the sign of duality, brings its trademark quality to the Gemini moon. So, Gemini moons flow easily in social settings. They're very, they, you know, they appear very laid back and laissez faire, (laughs) if you will. Mm -hmm. But they're prone to volatile shifts in mood. But if you're not, in their inner circle you probably won't know yeah yeah well gemini is also an elemental air sign and ruled mm-hmm. by mercury it's a mercurial sign yep so they are fulfilled when they are investigating their external world and making connections between ideas and people mm-hmm. their mind must be stimulated at all times because again mer- mercurial Uh, They love to juggle multiple things at any given time. So they are stupendous multitaskers. They are the kid, you know, they are the child that probably asks you 50,000 questions (laughs) and talks incessantly like they could talk underwater. Mm -hmm. And Gemini moons actually are probably the moon sign that talks more than almost all of the others.
0: I think my daughter is a Gemini moon. I have to look at that again.
1: Mm. Uh, This moon sign also suffers from emotional restless more than other signs. And when they become emotionally restless, they will reinvent themselves. So it's nothing for a Gemini to see a Gemini moon be upset with something about themselves. And then the next day they are doing whatever it takes to not be that. Got you. I changed my mind. She's not a Gemini moon.
0: (laughs) She's a Uh, Taurus moon, I think.
1: mm. So you're June (laughs) Cleaver. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Gemini moons also tend to suffer from anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. and they will like unconsciously manipulate people by, aiming to people, please. Hmm.
0: Yes. I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah. They're
1: the ones that will tell you what they think you want to hear versus what is the truth. Yeah. Also don't look to these guys to make decisions because they're (laughs) indecisive by nature Mm -hmm. Uh, because they have no problem changing their mind depending on what information they're given.
0: Yeah, I feel like they can be very emotionally intelligent, though, in the way that they know, like what you said, I guess this just, it it expands on what you were saying about the manipulation factor, telling someone what they want to hear. Mm. I've definitely seen that, in it, but, it, but it's telling someone what they want to hear so that they can get what they want, you know, on the negative right. end is what I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, everything, you know, everything's a double-edged sword, right? Anything, Mm -hmm. any positive attribute can be abused, overused, or twisted. True. It's just a fact. Also, Gemini moon people often suffer from a feeling of deep misunderstanding. And that's because a lot of the time, they don't even know what they want or need on an emotional level.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So it comes from a not knowing and when they're constantly reinventing themselves, that's on an emotional level as well.
0: Yeah. I would say if there's two of you being the twins, then you probably would have a hard time deciding if you want two different things sometimes.
1: Right. Well, in maternal figure talk, those with this moon sign see their maternal figures as people who provided them with mental and emotional stimuli and lots of activities as a kid. uh, They likely view their maternal figures as people who are less motherly and more like an annoying sibling that they're responsible for raising, at least in part. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) The maternal figure may be emotionally immature or childlike in their behavior and growing into an adult. The this instilled in the Gemini moon that they need to be adaptable and they need to be, Quick on their thinking, quick on their feet. They need to be able to shift. Then, when they get into the parental role, Gemini moons are great listeners to their children. They make them feel seen and understood. They will push their children to explore the world around them, how to communicate, how to multitask. And the Gemini moon really believes in teaching their kids that life's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm -hmm. So, again, we get that little bit of manipulation there right <laughs> um in the negative they may unconsciously talk over their kids and unconsciously discount their child's perspective because they're ready to like solve and those with this moon should also be conscious of sudden shifts in mood and quick schedule changes okay all right cancer moon the moon is at home in cancer because it's cancer's ruling planet right native there. Individuals with this moon nurture those they come in contact with, as well as require nurturing to feel emotionally fulfilled. We're talking about deeply emotional and naturally empathic. These people feel the currents of emotion of individuals and groups. And sometimes this can be really overwhelming and seemingly why cancer moons appear closed off. Right. So they're just they're just overwhelmed and they're taking in so much emotional energy that they may not be, uh, you know, as outgoing. Right. On a particular occasion, their moods may also be unpredictable and erratic. Again, this is because they are taking in all that emotional energy and especially if they're uneducated about it, they may be taking in other people's emotions, not knowing it and expelling them (laughs) to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, however, cancer moons tend to have a really great sense of humor and they often use it as a defense mechanism that also extends to like self-deprecation. They're exceedingly sensitive and intuitive. And usually cancer moons are psychically gifted in multiple Claire abilities. Um, but this also depends how the moon is expected in a chart. So this is when the moon is unencumbered by negative or well, hard aspects in the chart gotcha. uh, because of their deep emotionality, they are attached and devoted to those closest to them. They seek intimacy and security in every interaction. But in the negative, this can lead to possessive behavior, which I have seen firsthand. Mm-hmm. This is probably the number one thing of Cancer Moons where I'm like, mm. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Also codependence and abil- a in oh, an inability yeah. to let go of people. Mm hmm. That's that's the another codependence one.
0: codependence is a big one. Mm, yeah, because they seen, at least
1: they because they create these emotional bonds that are insanely strong, mm-hmm. and they ha- they just can't let go. Yep. Uh, cancer moons may also be prone to emotional manipulation of others, whether intended or unintended, to fulfill their basic needs to be uh, to protect themselves when they feel vulnerable. So again. You know, if they're feeling vulnerable, they can absolutely perform some emotional manipulation to where they feel like they're on top. Yeah, With the moon and cancer, these people love being of service to others within the caring professions, right? So you'll see them as nurses, doctors, psychologists, um, social workers, all of those wonderful things. They're also wistfully nostalgic, so much so that they may idealize the past or create a version of the past that suits their nostalgic perspective so that can be a little bit dangerous especially when we're talking about toxic or abusive relationships that weren't good for them so that may be difficult when wounded cancer moons typically retreat into their personal sanctuaries and may indulge in substance substances and self-sabotage so we're talking drinking drug use food etc
0: yeah No, I was just gonna say that's that which we're gonna get to later, but the Pisces moon can be like that a little bit too, right?
1: Definitely. Gotcha. Because Pisces are Pisces moons are escapists at Mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. They they don't really like this reality. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Maternal figures. Maternal figures for cancer moons are bonded strongly, whether in the positive or negative. So They may see their caregivers as nurturing and intuitive, but also people who suffer from extreme mood swings or emotional erraticism. So emotional unpredictability, Mm -hmm. which then produces an adult who who carries the burden of believing that their actions can calm the emotions of their caregivers. And they tend to have a strong fear of emotional abandonment. So they basically take on the burden or responsibility of being responsible for their caregiver's emotional stability by the actions that they do or do not perform. This makes it extremely difficult for them to break away from their original family unit as an adult, right? So you may see some enmeshed family dynamics Mm -hmm. with Cancer Moons. Um, And then when they grow up and and become parental figures, they will nurture their children and be concerned for them in providing a safe haven within their own home. But these are also helicopter parents. (laughs) They'll hover a Yeah, they hover a lot. And they may not be able to separate themselves from their kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like parents who live vicariously through right so i think the important thing here for cancer moons to acknowledge is that their kids are their own people you know they're their own person right right? and they may or may not share your hobbies or goals or you know that kind of thing there's that
0: codependent thing coming into play there yeah Mm
1: -hmm. okay on to leo Leo. Okay. So, Leo moon people tend to be larger than life in those <laughs> to those that are close in their circle, as well as to complete strangers. They have just really big energy, really big uh, personality, like emotional personality, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Lion um, energy for sure. Yeah. And their energy is virtually sensed the moment that they enter their room. Um, They're the life of the party. They love to have a good time. And those with a Leo moon value attention, admiration, recognition, and generosity above most other qualities. Leo moon individuals go above and beyond for those that they love, and they're loyal and generous no matter the cost. In fact, many of them actually will experience financial hardship because they're seeking to... Purchase pleasurable items and experiences for not only themselves but people in their inner circle. Oh <laughs> Emotionally, those with a Leo moon uh, need to be showered with attention and adoration by their partners in order to feel a sense of safety and security. So they are definitely words of affirmation people, and I would say touch as well. This sounds but personal. Some- <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes. No, I don't have a Leo moon. I'm a Leo rising. <laughs> but I guess this could um, also translate to people who have Venus and Leo because I'm that. So, Ah,
0: you're doing a great job.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. But sometimes this can translate into vanity, jealousy, impulsivity in trying to gain recognition on the part of um, their partners and others. Um, if they're unconscious of these factors, the Leo Moon can attract shallow relationships and partners who are far more idealized than what they are in reality. Mm. Leo moons are exceedingly optimistic, and basically, they could convince you to make a smores while your house is on fire. Like, <laughs> that's how optimistic. So it's kind of funny, like. Uh, <laughs> I actually, Leah Moons can seek the attention and admiration they desire by any means necessary. And I'm talking like, this is like Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah's couch moment.
0: Yep. Yep. If yep.
1: anyone remembers that.
0: Classic, classic moment. Um, yes, I do.
1: And they, they were will like, be... like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> if these guys get hurt emotionally they do get hurt emotionally if they feel like they're being ignored or if people are playing emotional games with them, or they're not being given credit when they are being generous. Yeah. Childhood. So in childhood, Leo moon maternal figures uh, likely push the Leo moons into the limelight from a young age. And they do this uh, also promoting dignity and grace they usually have overzealous caregivers who believe their kid is the best at any activity they put them in. Oh. So think dance, mom.
0: I was just about to say that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Failure is likely not an option for these kids. And appearance to the outside world may be placed in high importance above their personal feelings. oh Yeah. But when they... But when these guys step into a parental role, Leo Moon parents generally shower their children with attention and gifts, and they do overestimate their kids' abilities, but they will teach their children the definition of true loyalty and how to stand up for the underdog against injustice and how to use their determination to achieve success. Thanks. Did you say thanks?
0: I said good things, all good things.
1: Oh, I said thanks. Like, no, you no. You're not a Leo moon. What are you talking no, about? No, I'm not. <laughs> All okay. right. And last but not least, last one in this part of the series. All right. So, Virgo moons. So, the moon in Virgo uh, appears much more analytical and rational than in touch with their emotions, usually, when faced with emotional situations. They kind of seem like they go on autopilot, taking care of all the practical tasks associated with a situation. But they use this as a way to work through their emotions. So these are the people in crisis situations who are like, "Okay, this is happening. Who do we need to call? Where do we need to go? Do we need to set up shelter? You know what I mean? Like they take care of all of the organizational things. yeah. When confided in, Virgo moons will break a situation down into its individual parts and then try to reconstruct the problem so that it ends in a solution. It's kind of like computer brain. It's hard to explain that aspect of Virgo. Virgo moons can appear to be workaholics because of their meticulous attention to detail and their need for perfectionism. And in fact, perfectionism is a need for the Virgo moon that appears to be unattainable no matter how hard they go after it. And that's due to like self-expectation. Got you. Um, Virgo moon people need to feel helpful and useful to others um, to experience emotional fulfillment. Um, so they're definitely people of service. It gives them a sense of purpose and safety As an earth sign, the Virgo moon is the most likely to wake up at 2 a.m. and drive 12 hours to reach their best friend who is experiencing a breakup, for example. (laughs) Oh, so sweet. Yeah, they anything that, you know, if you're close to them, anything you need, if they can provide it, they will um, absolutely 100 percent. When sought for advice, they will likely come across as brutally honest or harsh. And this is because Virgo moons compartmentalize problems and they take the emotion out of the scenario completely. Like, for example, as an example, let's say that you're in a toxic relationship and you're very emotionally involved. A Virgo moon would likely be like, "Um, no, you need to do A, B and C because this is not good for you and discard. The emotional Mm -hmm. component completely. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, These guys are highly intelligent, love routine, reserved in their self-expression unless they're completely comfortable. So if you see a Virgo moon or if you have a Virgo moon, you may suffer from some shyness around strangers or feeling inadequate due to... Your constant need for perfection around you and inside you, feelings of inadequacy may also make it difficult to receive affection from others. So they have a, a lot of insecurity about being enough. Got you. What about their childhood? Right. So in childhood, they may have been it. It may have been a constant game for them to try to please their maternal figures with little to no success, (laughs) it's likely that they see their maternal figure or caregiver as wanting them to deliver more than they were capable of, which can lead to a wound of never feeling good enough. And then this essentially leads to um, avoiding emotionality instead of preferring to analyze every situation in relationship to the point of emotional suppression. Yeah, suppress those
0: emotions, people.
1: Yeah, we can't have them.
0: <laughs> It'll make you sick, though. Oh, can, you can't suppress yeah.
1: them forever. I'm glad that you said that. It can and does lead to anxiety as well as disease in the body for Virgo moons. And especially with a Virgo moon, the mind and the body are inextricably linked. I mean, they are anyways, but more so in a, in a Virgo moon, their mental state will affect their physical health every time. Yep. It is likely that these Virgo moons are most soothed and gain the most pleasure by engaging in work. Like I said, they're people of service because that way, that is the way that they get clarity and order back in their life through mundane tasks and teaching and the teachings of their caregivers. So that fulfills that need for security. Now, when they step into the role of the parental figure or the maternal figure, they will likely concern themselves with the organization of the small details of their child's daily lives. So like making sure the lunches are made, the permission slips are signed, the dues are paid, um, and they may set unrealistic expectations or goals for their kids, but will also sit with their kids to come up with a plan on how to (laughs) achieve what they expect them to do.
0: Awesome. So there is definitely positives and negatives for every moon sign, just like a sun or rising or any other part of your natal chart.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I know we're starting with moon signs, but I think that we have plans to do Lilith signs and and a bunch of other ones.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So this is just the beginning. (laughs) So that
0: about wraps up the first part of our lunar exploration. Thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned for the next installment where we complete our series. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.